Hey, teens. Hey, teens. What a beautiful day it is. We got vegan cupcakes in front of us. Thank you, John. <laughs> You're very welcome. Well, thank you very much to our guest today who uh, did a last-minute schedule change to be yeah. with us on this day. So, uh, hey, what's up? April Richardson. Hey, thank uh, you for having me. Uh, April is a comedian. Hosts the Go Bayside podcast that yes. I absolutely adore because I've always been a Saved by the Bell freak. I uh, love hearing that. <laughs> Emphasis on the freak. Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so thank you so much for being here. Sure. Um, yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, so I, as soon as I heard of Go Bayside and listened to it, I was like, we've got to get April on the show. <laughs> I'm totally obsessed with that show. Right, was you're, when I was you're obsessed too. with it, but also yeah. the way you talk about it is just like, this person is definitely still... Mentally yeah. in the teens. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, ripe for, for some hey teens in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, now, I have, I, I apologize, I haven't yet listened to the podcast. But oh, I, no sweat. But I will, because it sounds amazing. <laughs> John, John is describing it to me. And um, do you watch it now and you're like, oh, this was an awful show that I watched? Or well, do you still enjoy it? A little, uh, no, I still enjoy it, absolutely. Yeah. Like, obviously, watching it as an adult, I'm not like, this is highbrow. Like, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. still as entertaining to me. Okay, okay. Yeah. You know, I. It's a different kind of entertaining, yeah. though, where it's like, you, you watch it now and you're just like, when I first watched this, I definitely didn't see things the way that I uh, yeah, see them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, of course. But I still, yeah, I don't. Um, it's a weird thing, because I do have a genuine love for it. Sure. I, but I don't, I kind of don't think it was terrible. There's a lot worse. Sure. You know absolutely. what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, it is what it is kind of thing. Well, there's a reason why it was there so was successful. Yeah. It's, it's highly entertaining. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, I, I find I'm watching the Wonder Years, or I've slowly been watching the Wonder Years from like the beginning all the way through. Mm-hmm. And I'm shocked by how much I remember of like, all oh the, yeah. Do you find that too? Like, you're like, oh yeah. I know I like mean, every episode. I yeah. Well, the thing is, is I'm I, I do the podcast off of the DVD box set that I own mm, and right. bought the day it came out. So oh, I've yeah. had it for many years. And it, what, and, what are the good special features on that thing? Um, I, actually, there really aren't any. Uh, I, I don't think that there. Yeah, I, I don't no even special remember features. If I, no director's commentaries. Be. There might be, but I don't think I've watched. The director's commentary is just this sound of somebody smoking a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> or it would just be like Belding. I feel like Belding's the one dude oh, who's like yeah. still hanging on. He's, he yeah. Is, yeah. Well, he just. I, I mean, I don't want to talk down on uh, Richard Haskins. Dennis. Dennis Haskins. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Dennis Haskins. But I hear that he just kind of hangs out in bars and lives off the glory yeah. of being the Belding that everybody. He kind of does. Yeah. I, I, oh, wait, we got. We by the way, my brother Dan is our. Intern for the day, and he oh, sounds like he too. needs Look to chime in. <laughs> I'm all hooked up here. Hey, hey, teens. Uh, <laughs> what What is up, Dan? What, what uh, do we got? What you, do we got? Interesting. I guess a little. You might know this, being a Saved by the Bell enthusiast. Dennis Haskins is actually a very, um, very big professional wrestling fan. He is. And I do know that really? because he personally he, asked me to try to tweet. I met him in a bar in the Valley. Yeah, I hear yeah. that he hangs out in the, the Valley bar. Dimples? It might That's have That's where I hear been. he hangs Honestly, out a lot. He might have been. karaoke? I yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did. He asked. He was like, are you on Twitter? And I was like, yeah. And he's just like, will you do me a favor and tweet at you know Vince McMahon or whatever to try to get me to be the host <laughs> wow. of something. He, wow. He was campaigning to be the uh, general manager of Monday Night Oh, okay. Raw. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, my gosh. And he, is actually, he has actually um, wrestled in independent <gasps> wrestling shows. Wow. That seems like a layup for Monday Night Raw. They should do this. I know. I'm like, I was like, absolutely. Why not? It's like, a weekly missed opportunity. You? Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well put. Well yeah. put. Yeah. Well, that, with that and also uh, Dustin Diamond doing like the celebrity boxing thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, Slater's like always team. fighting. So. Yeah. They should totally, Belding and Screech should be a tag oh, team. Yeah. yeah. We've seen Lisa rough. doing American Gladiators. They should make so. a canonical too where they play Belding and Screech. Like, I, I would totally do that. That would be fucking amazing. That, All right. Yeah. Everyone out there listening. Let's make this happen. Let's Twitter happen, campaign. Yes. Let's do it. Absolutely. Vince McMahon, we know God you're listening. to you, Mr. Ab- Belding. Absolutely. I think you should totally be a wrestler. So uh, before you became a, uh, a present-day Saved by the Bell enthusiast, yes. what was your uh, teen life like? Where are you from originally? I am from Atlanta, Georgia, originally. Okay. The suburb of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I, yeah, I grew up... Su- I, the thing about this is... 
I am almost exactly the same as I was as a teenager. I just mm-hmm. now have an adult job with adult money. <laughs> Allow me to do even more things. Right, That's the yeah. thing is that like I've had friends. I mean, this is all this has ruined some relationships. To be honest with you, because like one guy I dated was just like, I don't understand why you haven't grown out of all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, why would I now that I have the resources to just get even more into I it? Know. Yeah, it's that like, makes no sense to me. It's the, the mindset of a teenager, but it's like, oh, but now I can afford to now do all the things yeah. that I wanted to do. Then. Exactly. I definitely yeah. had that thought as I was buying like three video games at once. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm an adult now and I can do and this. I can't buy <laughs> well, like, I grew up into, like I'm into a lot of the same. I mean, obviously it's just expanded since I've yeah. gotten older and I'm into more things but I grew up collecting records and into punk rock and doing mm-hmm. zines and stuff like that mm. and like now yeah I have a job with money so I can just buy more yeah. records the, I was that I about, couldn't afford when I was I was teenager. thinking about that recently where it's like what am, what did I do today oh let's see I, I bought some booze and I drank and, <laughs> and, uh, and I, uh, I I sold copies of my zine right. and uh, right. you know I, I talked about you know Saved by the Bell or whatever. Right. And it's like, that's exactly what I wanted my life to be when yeah. I was 15 that's, years old. That's kind of the way I view it as well. Yeah. Like, I remember, I'm 34 now, but I, when I turned 30, that was my thing. I don't care. I don't feel, I have no, I'm not tripping up about my age at all. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. But when I turned 30, I was actually kind of excited. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, I turned 30, whatever. And I was like, yeah. if, I, if 15-year-old April knew what 30-year-old April would be doing, she'd be <laughs> fucking psyched. Well, that's, that's awesome. So we that's like to, the only thing that matters. We like to ask our guests that question. And a lot of them are just like, yeah, I think that 15-year-old me would be pretty happy. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. you are psyched. Well, it's also because yeah. we interview mostly entertainers and stuff. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. Yeah, I, you're absolutely right. Like, look, Just looking around John's walls of like, yeah. all the... right. Like weird, I mean, this is like my apartment. Al- it's totally the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's uh, somebody asked me recently what my vices are, and I was like, um, pop culture, artwork, collecting, <laughs> yeah. and and uh, <laughs> yesterday I bought two more things, and uh, I can't stop myself. No, that's to- well, that's me. I'm actually straight edge, and still. Uh-huh. Am now and mm. never had anything to drink, or whatever. So that's my vice yeah. is like records and clothes. It's like all I spend my money on. Yeah. Okay. I mean, why not? So it's like, yeah, fifteen year old April would be pretty, pretty right, psyched yeah. about that. Um, was there a straight edge, a straight edge scene in Atlanta? Because I'm from the Northeast and it was like huge up there. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, um, to be honest with you, I don't really know because mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't super deep into it. I mean. it there are varying reasons why I was. Some of it was influenced by like punk rock or whatever, but it wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't like way deep into it. Like I drew X's on my hands and went to like right, Gorilla right, Biscuits right. shows or oh, anything like that. Oh, you just didn't commit, right? I mean, I committed <laughs> no, as far as like I've yet no. to have anything to drink or whatever. But it yeah. wasn't. I grew up into like, you know, Billy Bragg and the Clash and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Not mm-hmm. so much like Minor Threat. I mean. It was there, but it wasn't. That wasn't like the impetus for it. Right, right. So I personally don't know. I assume there was though, and I had pen pals. I mean, I wrote zines and stuff, so I had pen mm-hmm. pals that were like way into it. What, yeah. what was your zine? Well, or what the, were your zines? I the well, I do still write them on occasion. But the first zine I ever made when I was fourteen was a Morrissey fanzine. Nice, uh, yes. of course it was. Of course, oh, you, you are wearing a Smith shirt, and I'm wearing a yeah. Smith shirt that I've probably had since like middle school. <laughs> yeah, that's um, awesome. But yeah, so that was the first one. It was a Morrissey and Michael Stipe fanzine, actually, because I'm like nice. super in REM, and I'm yeah. from Georgia. So. Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. So that it was that, and then it kind of more. I came up when like Riot Girl was starting, mm-hmm. so then it kind of just morphed into like a personal zine. But it was mainly me talking about like shows I'd gone to and that's awesome stuff like it. that. There yeah. was just a zine fest uh, last weekend. Out yeah, here, I've yet yeah. to go to the LA one. I picked actually. up a few things, and it was really cool just to like see what people were doing and how people were laying stuff out, how people right. were distributing. You know, kind no, of the I, reasons. Just I love talking to people, finding out like why did you start this and how long you. Oh, it's some my people favorite. were doing it for like thirteen years, oh. and it's like. That's I'm still friends. Awesome. I'm like legit friends with a lot of my pen pals that I had in high school, and they're still doing it, and they're uh-huh. still on the grind, and that's like the best thing in the world to me. And I still do it on occasion. Like the most recent one I did was a travel zine. I mm. took my friend Chip to England for the first time because he had never been. Oh, cool! And so we kind of did a split zine all about our trip, and nice. that was the last one I did. I'm working on one now because I've done a lot of traveling lately, and it's just going to be like kind of a trip. Like I went to South Africa and Greece mm-hmm. and like oh, all these cool. crazy places. So I'm writing about that. So it's more of a per- I mean it's not it's gone away from music a bit. Right. I mean I still go to shows when I uh, the whole reason Chip and I went to England is cuz we went to go see ABC Human League in Heaven 17 well, play in Sheffield. Uh, they're like hometown show so we wrote about that uh-huh. but 
Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. Were, were you traveling just for fun or were you like on assignment or anything like that? No, I, well, that also started when I was a teen because I had, I mean, I had all these pen pals and they were all into music and I knew that if I wanted to go see anyone, basically any over the, anywhere in the world, I'd yeah. have somebody to crash with, oh, you cool. know? Yeah. So no, it's always nine times out of 10 when I travel, it's to go see a show. <laughs> nine times out of those 10, it's usually to see Morrissey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, normally that's what I'm doing or just like visiting friends or whatever. But now that I have the job at Chelsea lately, we have hiatuses, yeah. hiati, yeah. Uh, <laughs> over the years, like they're designated times. So I know when that's coming up and I've made my whole thing is I want to go to a place I haven't been on mm. each hiatus. So that's why I like that's really cool. and great South plan. African stuff. And next, I kind of want to go to Iceland. But it might oh, be cool. I would love I, to go to Iceland. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I hear a lot of people going there and just like freaking out about how amazing yeah, it is. I hear yeah, it's yeah. like the most beautiful people in the world. It's supposed too. to be amazing, but super duper expensive. And our mm. next hiatus mm. is September. So it's like, I don't know if it'll be too cold. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I'll have to yeah. look into it. Maybe but. next next hiatus. Yeah. Uh, so how did you... So. You were really big into into music, but like, mm-hmm. what got you into the bands that you got into? Um, well, first living in Georgia, I had two older stepbrothers, way mm-hmm. older. Like when my parents got married, I was five, and they were already like eighteen and nineteen. Okay, and they went to the University of Georgia. One of them went to the University of Georgia in Athens. Yeah, at a time when he saw REM play at like pizza parties. Oh man. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I, now I know to be jealous yes, of that. When I was like sure. five, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's but, like, wait, wait. <laughs> that was like when pizza. I, <laughs> like, let's yeah, talk about yeah. that. Let, let's focus on the important like, part of the story. No, you no, ate no, pizza. No, no. Yeah. That was like uh, tell me about this pizza. A, uh, a babysitter of mine was put on a Pixies tape, and I'm like, what is this crap? It's right. Like, oh, you don't like the Pixies? I'm like, no, I'm six. I don't yeah, know. What they are. <laughs> that's funny that you say that because I remember the first time one of my babysitters, and I was like five or six, was the daughter of these friends of my parents and I and they used to like drop me off at their house while all the parents hung out right and her room was wallpapered <laughs> with boy jo- with like a uh, culture club uh Duran Duran oh, and man. Wham oh, and yeah. the same thing I'm like six or seven or whatever but I have such vivid memories of like watching culture club videos oh, and, yeah. and genuinely being like I hope I grow up to be as beautiful as that lady <laughs> like I was like maybe one day lady singing in the culture club That's video great. i still kind of feel that way that maybe someday i'll look back <laughs> great but um yeah rem i kind of just that was the first real band i got into the first tape i bought with my own money was green oh when i was like 11 or something that's a great album. yeah that was like the first out of like new kids or whatever that was like mm. the first quote-unquote real band right, i got into right. and then my some friends of my parents kid was getting married he was like way older than me. he was like 20 or something and he was getting married and he just handed me a box of cassette tapes. Like, I, I don't want these anymore. I'm moving out of my parents' house. You want them? And I'm like, sure. And uh, one of them was Louder Than Bombs. Mm. Uh, and I remember hearing that when I was 12. And it was just like, that is it. Yeah, and that, kind of just launched, that just launched you into Absolutely, the music because then, I mean, I'd already kind of gotten into, once I got into REM and like got super obsessed with Michael Stipe, who was like my first super big crush before I knew uh-huh. what gay was. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he, I used to go to the library in school and read like Rolling Stone and stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, this is way pre-internet. Yeah. So it's right. like, I would have to seek out music magazines right? Yeah. and I would seek out interviews with him. And so then it was like anybody he said he liked, I would seek them out. Totally. Yep. I mean, there are a lot of hits and misses there for me. I feel guilty that I never got into Patti Smith because he like worships her oh, and so does Morrissey. I never really did either. Yeah. And I was I mean, like, I kind of don't I get like it. I like being familiar with yeah. that stuff, but I'm yeah. not like super into it, but I can at least appreciate it. And yeah. Know, like, yes. She opened for Morrissey at Staples Center recently. It's, it's the right. kind of thing where it's like a get it, you're a legend, but like when I was 13, like I made a list, so it's like any anything those two dudes would say in interviews, I'd be like, mm-hmm. well, I gotta get that. Right. And so, there, you know, it just kind of snowballs from that. But I remember when I was 13, I asked for horses for yeah. Chris and I got it and I was like I don't I'm sorry guys <laughs> like still, don't get it I yeah. saw her play that album a friend of mine just had tickets and I'm like yeah sure I'll go to that and uh, I think at one point she read a poem about a cat and it makes done. me feel t- especially as a woman yeah. that's like a feminist <laughs> yeah. I'm like I know I should like you and like yeah. I kind of do in theory I guess but not in practice right 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 mm-hmm. but yeah I mean through that all anything those guys said they liked I would seek out and yeah then... that's kind of like when when I found a band that I really liked I would actually see what label they were on if yeah, it was like more of I did that too and totally. I'd see like who else is on this label Ac- absolutely and that's you know I mean it was also more like getting into college where it was like I'd John Vandersize, for example, was on Barzig Records. Totally, and then, and then Death like, Cab and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like Death yeah. Cab, and then it was like, oh, The Long Winters, and then all these bands, totally. and it was just like opening it up to all these different things. And now, of course, there's things like Spotify or other yeah. websites where it's just like right. related it's artists. Exactly. And then it, 
with it, we're, we're, the, it takes the exploration out of it. Exactly. I think so too. Yeah, we I talked about so. we talked about this with Travis Shettle last week, but like, uh, yeah, it, it takes the exploration out of it, and also I think it's not as rewarding to like I hunt agree. down stuff. And, and I know that's yeah. so like get off my lawn, but it's <laughs> yeah. so true. And it's because not only would I do that, and I always find, and even today, like I seem to always be working backwards. I always find out about things from twenty years ago that mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not only from reading interviews with those, but like I had all these pen pals who would make me mixtapes and I had a ton of pen pals in England and they would make me these life-changing mixtapes that were so awesome and then yeah, yeah I'd be like well if I like this I'd write down the band and I'd have to go to Little Five Points in Atlanta in this place yeah. called mm-hmm. Criminal Records or Wax and Facts these two record stores and would just like hand them the list and they would be like well we have to order this we have to order. so I'd have to like order things on import like wait a few weeks for them to come in mm-hmm. then go back down get a friend of mine to drive me down there to get them. like you know <laughs> what I mean and it was it was a mission yeah so and you might not like what you got. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but then you would almost kind of make yourself like yeah, it because yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, I went yeah. through all of this to get it. That, yeah. 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 When I was a kid and I, I would go to like summer camps and things like that and there would be uh, – mostly it was the, the counselors and the people who were a little bit older than me. The, the kids that were my age didn't know music for shit. But then that's how I learned about the Smiths originally. Right. But then also things like Teenage Fan Club. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, Yola Tango. Like totally. That's how I got into bands like that. And it's like – I would have probably taken a lot longer to have learned about these people if it wasn't yeah. for... Yeah. Actually, I have know. a funny story about Death Cab. Mm-hmm. When I was like 19, my best friend, Millie, she's been my best friend for 20 years. She was the music director at Georgia State University, where I eventually went to college. I didn't go to college until I was 23, okay. because I spent 18 to 23 just like fucking around England <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. But uh, we were hanging out. It was like when I was like 19, though, uh, and she was like... We, this band wants to crash on our they need to crash on our floor mm-hmm. and I'm like okay and she's like so we gotta go to they were playing the 40 watt in Athens she was like we gotta mm-hmm. go pick them up and then bring them back to Atlanta so they can crash and go to the next place mm-hmm. and I'm like okay and it was Death Cab and it was crazy because oh, it was before something about airplanes came uh-huh. out yeah, yeah. it was the tour for that record yeah. and so we went to go see them at the 40 watt and there was us two and four other people oh, four wow. other yeah, people seeing that's them crazy. it was crazy and then so they ended up crashing on our couch like the next three tours uh-huh. and then after that was when they were on the OC or whatever and Seth Cohen was like they're my favorite band and then they were instantly famous right. and then the next time they played Atlanta we were like what's up guys and they were like who are you guys and we're uh, like you're kidding you just slept on our floor like three oh, times that, yeah that's like when and I they first, were officially famous when I first saw Rilo Kylie they were playing with uh, like not a surf was headlining and they were just like this they were right. the first band to play and nobody was there to see them nobody knew who they were I bought my copy of Takeoffs and Landings like from Blake mm-hmm. and it was like like now and then like weeks later it was like boom i know isn't that crazy yeah there's uh i don't do you guys know the band twin shadow it's like it's a newer um but this guy in that i just i liked him and i i like because doing some research i'm like oh fuck i knew that guy back in boston he would come to our parties and like drink beer out of like a gas can (laughs) what that's crazy (laughs) and now he's like he's he's like a big rock star guy no that's that's like danger mouse is yeah, now yeah. he went to University of Georgia too, and I had a bunch of friends that were friends with him. Yeah, and now he's like obviously uh, you know so the hugest dude ever. I don't. Think but he I've would. heard he's super nice though. Like he's That's not like cool. an untouchable dick. But it was just crazy because <laughs> they were like, "Damn, I went to college with that guy." Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, so when did comedy become a, th- a thing for you? Was that something you were always into? Also? Always, always. Yeah. I think equally as much as me. Like, I was always obsessed with comedy and stand-up and watching it. And But it was a sort of thing where... I just never thought of it as a job that you mm-hmm. can do. Uh-huh. I mean, especially when you grow up somewhere else. For most, else. it isn't. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's the sort of thing where it, it's almost like saying you're going to be a movie star. It's like, yeah. okay, right, right. you know, so... As much as I was super into it and secretly always wanted to do it, it just was like, well, that's not a job. Like, that's a fake thing. You know what I mean? Like, so until I didn't get into it, I didn't start until I moved here, which is kind of bad. Like, I kind of wish I just started in Atlanta. How old were you when you moved here? Uh, I moved here two days after graduating from college. And I was, how old was I? Well, I've lived here seven years now, so I was 27. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe just turned 27. Wow. That's when you first, so you first or 26? Days. Yeah. Around that area. I might have been 26 because I, I actually I finished college in three years because I went through summers because I was like, I just yeah. want to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So maybe I was 26. But, but still, uh, that's like to start stand up when you're 26. That's late. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's, that's super like, late. kind of inspiring for, I mean, not for me because I'm now I'm 30. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not allowed to reach the limit. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously you can start any time. But right. like, yeah, you can start right, when you're right. 70 starting, if you want. Yeah, yeah, you can. But starting here and starting when I was 26, 
the, I mean, that's not the best idea. I mean, obviously, I'm lucky yeah. and it's going okay, yeah, but yeah. I kind of wish I'd started earlier. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's sort of like, you know, maybe I've started when I was supposed to start kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? totally. I mean, it worked out. Yeah. Um, who were your big comedy heroes when you were a teen? Oh, Bob Odenkirk, forever oh, and awesome. ever and ever. Excellent. I think he's the funniest person who ever lived. <laughs> I, and I have a very vivid yeah. memory of seeing him on the A-list when I was like 12 or 13 doing his Lincoln Lincoln bit. <laughs> when he's like, Lincoln Lincoln, I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, like, I grew up, I was super obsessed with Saturday Night Live since I can remember. Like, I remember being too young to stay up late and having to beg my mom, mm-hmm. like, let me stay up late. And... Those years, that was like the prime, and I'm talking like uh, Phil Hartman, Dana Carvey years, and he was a writer during that time. Mm -hmm. Uh Like, I didn't know that at the time, but like, you know, looking back now, I'm like, oh, well, no wonder. That's like my favorite era. And then I was totally into Ben Stiller's show. I was into anything he was involved in. But then I remember seeing him do stand-up, and as much as I was into stand-up in general, that was the main thing where I was like, oh, you can be like weird and still do uh-huh. this, right, you know, right. and not just be like in front of a brick wall, like airplane food, right guys? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was right. talking about weird shit. And so that was my, the first time I was really like, well, maybe I could do this. Yeah. He so, is, an, he's so amazing. He's he really so just amazing. like set comedy off in a completely he's different direction. He's a genius. He's to- so then of course I was totally obsessed with Mr. Show right. and like all that kind of stuff. Naturally. So Bob Odenkirk definitely, um, you know, I mean the usual suspects like Steve yeah. Martin and all this shit, yeah, like yeah, of course, yeah. but right. as far as more contemporary, definitely him. Paul F. Tompkins, totally and completely, which oh, yeah? insane luck. He was one of the first people I met when I moved here. Like oh, in cool. general, I just met. And was and so awesome to me. He just gets better and better. He yeah, is he's a really matured. Like his comedy has kind of just transformed in the past few years. And, and he's so yeah. Like when I first moved here and before I started, I had a sort of dual. It was this, at the same time I was inspired. I, I was equally as like, why would I ever bother doing this? Everyone is so much better, kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I would sure. go to, I went to shows like four nights a week, mm-hmm. and and I was always at the UCB and stuff. And I remember I would see Paula Tompkins like two or three nights a week, and uh-huh. they would always be completely different sets. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. so I would watch them, and I would be so inspired because I'm like, this is so amazing. But then I'd be like, how does he do this? He's <laughs> he just has like endless material. That's, that's all I, great. That's how I feel whenever I see anything from like John Mulaney, where it's yeah. just like he is just. Constantly coming up with brilliance, right? Just like right. nonstop. So it did. It was this sort of like, should I do it? Well, why bother? Because that guy is so right. great. And, but I mean, obviously, I ended up doing it. Right. But he, yeah, he's super cool and uh, a total genius. And um, I was very lucky. Yeah, I just met him after a show once, and he was he was he used to give me like advice and stuff. Oh, and, that's cool. yeah. He's a he's a rad dude. Um, shifting gears a little bit, mm-hmm. one question we like to ask people, did you have any notable run-ins with the law when you were a teenager? I kind of did. This is funny that this oh. is coming up. Well, sort of. I outran cops a couple of times. Yes. <laughs> teenage I was, shithead. I, was too, I wouldn't have guessed teenage yeah. shithead. Well, that's the thing. I was too fat to do that. I, um, <laughs> no, not on foot in my car. Oh, no. because what? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the, okay. Um, as you know, I'm straight edge. Mm-hmm. I didn't, so I didn't get any traditional trouble growing up. I was never drinking or partying or anything. Mm-hmm. But you know, I had, I always got harassed by cops because I had blue hair and I wore like you know camo pants and uh-huh. fan sure, yeah, t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Like I just looked like a punk or whatever, quote unquote, to right. cops. <laughs> so I did get harassed by cops all the time, and I was kind of a dick to them just because I was always annoyed because I'm like I'm not doing anything. Like I'm uh, literally that, the least troublemaking kid no, in the world. Not to interrupt, but yeah, that happened a lot with me and my friends uh, in high school. I didn't really I didn't identify really as straight edge, but I didn't drink or anything. Right. But I did, I had like, you know, bright red hair right. and, and stuff. And yeah, people would, you just automatically distrust us, but like, no, we are the most well-behaved exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah, right. I'm like the jock party or whatever yeah. down the street is where yeah. everybody's getting fucked up. Exactly. So I totally got harassed by cops, but I did, I will say this, my like number one activity growing up was rolling people's house, toilet papering, I guess is what other people call it. We call <laughs> oh, it rolling, rolling people's houses. Huh. I did that all the time, and I was the oldest one. I could drive first in my group of friends, so I was always like the getaway driver. And there was this one kid. This is so fucking mean. Looking back, it's so mean. But there was this one kid in my French class who was super annoying. Like he was just a super. I annoying already want to. I already want to slap him. <laughs> so one day, 
day, this is how mean this is. One day, I offered to give him a ride home. Like, my friends and I were like, oh, let's give him a ride home so we'll know where he lives so we can go to toilet paper's oh. house later. Oh, jeez. I know, it's so Taste mean. the joint. Yes. Yeah, so All right, step one. We be nice to him. Do nice something him. really nice. So we give him a ride home, and we're like, okay, this is where he lives. So then we ended up rolling his house like a whole bunch. But one of the nights, I mean, this is this guy. We rolled other <laughs> people, too. A but like, bunch. one night, yeah, the cops... Like they're, I'm in the getaway car. They're like rolling us out, and we think we see lights, so they like jump in and like, yeah, I straight up outran the cops like wow. really fast and just drove into a driveway and then like some maneuvered down life. some right, side right, street, right. turned off my lights, whatever. I mean, I did that a couple of times, and each time it was always because we were getting caught like toilet papering somebody's house. Oh, wow. Man. All yeah. right, that yeah. was your weapon of choice, like TP. Yeah. All right. Um, do you want to answer some questions and come yeah, back? Yeah, let's April? do it. All right. So we like to pull questions that we find on the internet uh, that are asked by teens or okay. about teen stuff. Okay. Uh, we like to pick the dumbest ones. We don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to answer them uh, seriously, and a lot of the times they leave us no choice but to not answer seriously. <laughs> um, I got caught smelling someone. I was breathing <laughs> through my nose, but she heard me, although it was really quiet, and she laughed in a flirty way. Uh, so embarrassing, but I couldn't help myself. It smelled like some kind of cucumber lotion <laughs> mixed with her scent. Mm. Mixed with her scent. Okay. Uh, I wonder what she thought at that moment. What would you think if that happened to you? I was not doing it in a capital obvious way. Right. Um, what would you think if, if you, got, okay, if you well, caught a is, teen smelling you? Uh, well, now I'd be like, I'll go to prison. Unless you <laughs> yeah, stop. That's right? weird. I'm way older than you. Um, this is weird. It depends on the content or where it is. Like if it's at in class, at the movies, like whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would. I don't know. I wouldn't be that weirded out to be honest with you. I'd be like. Well, I mean, if, if it's because I smell good, I'd be like, thank you. Yeah, but I'd like, also be that like... That shit's intentional. I did that well, on purpose. Exactly. <laughs> so I'd be like, yes, thank you for complimenting yeah. my lotion, sort of, yeah. in this way. But I'd also be it's like... It's also rare to find... Like, I'd just be like, yeah, it's Kiehl's. You can buy it yourself. Right, but if yeah. he's leaning over and is like an inch away, like yeah. huffing me, then I'd oh, be also, like, okay, dude. Also, I think okay, this is girl, too. Oh, oh, it's a girl. Uh, well, even it doesn't say here, but a picture that was a, that came along with it. Oh, well, then that's less cre- – that's – okay. Then I'd be like, here's where you buy this lotion if you want some. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I mean, obviously, if somebody's like walking past you, you might catch a, a yeah. whiff of whatever's that. And sometimes it's 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 nice enough to the point where I've, I wish I could actually just be like – Hey, you smell great. You can't. I've told people that before. Yeah. I've totally well, been like, little, you smell nice. I think it's a little different sometimes, depending it on the situation. It all depends on how it's phrased, like the face you're making when right. you're doing well, it. Well, it's not just... It, it, it just I like, would argue hey, saying you smell nice is less creepy than being caught sniffing someone. Right, yes. <laughs> so. hey, if I could just feel like, you know what? You smell really nice today. Just, just yeah. let you know. Also, finding a teen that smells good is probably pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. So when you do it, you got to celebrate. That is true. It. That is true. That's absolutely true. All right. Well, shall we move on? Uh, this one. Let's see. Teens. It's. You sound different at the no. phone. Here, I'll read oh. this one. Uh, okay. I, I, I can decipher this one because I picked it. Uh, these are worded so poorly. Teens. Is you sound different on the phone a racist sentence? Whoa! <laughs> I am still a kid, uh, a kid at age thirteen. I just turned thirteen a months ago. <laughs> okay. Wow. And I feel that I'm getting older. Oh wait, no, this is a different question. I think I just uh, yeah. All right, is All right. you sound is you sound racist? Uh, wait. Okay, that's the thing. <laughs> it says it's. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to be is you sound racist at the phone a racist sentence. At the phone. You sound different on the phone. Different, different on the phone. Oh, you sound different on the phone. Is that a racist sentence? Uh, No. Doesn't it depend on who who is saying it and who they're saying it to? I guess so. It Uh, depends. I'll say this as uh, somebody who almost constantly gets called sir on the phone. (laughs) It's not great. Oh, my God, all the time. All the time. And especially, I think my voice was even deeper when I was younger. So when I would call people, they would totally be like, so, bro. And I'm like, "Uh, it's April. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it it can be. I guess if you're... I'm trying to think of how it can be, but... If you're saying it while you're, like, pulling your eyes to the side, then... Yeah, or, like, super you know, you sound white yeah, on the phone yeah, or something white. to a yeah, non-white different, person. If, different was, if the word different was replaced with anything with else... With an ethnicity <laughs> or ethnicity. something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, the next one, I think I accidentally cut the subject line off on that one. Okay, maybe is it supposed to be... Yeah, that's like one. that. That's All right, question. why don't we have intern Dan read this one? <laughs> sure. Right. 
<clears throat> Gives me an opportunity to bite this cupcake. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Um, I'm trying to get the uh, emphasis right on here. Let's right. see. I moved. I oh, know it's the one on top. Oh, the one. Yeah. Oh, up there. Oh, am I still? God damn, um, damn. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Am I still a kid at age 13? I just turned 13 a month ago, and I feel that I'm getting older. Should older. I'm guessing older, older, older. older. Yeah. older. That could sound, that could be racist. <laughs> so I sound different <laughs> yeah. reading point, that. I don't know. Uh, I'm reading it the way it's written. Um, I really don't want to be a teenager because that will make me a young adult, and I want to be a kid forever. So, <laughs> am I old or still a kid? Oh. You're absolutely still a kid. Definitely, absolutely a kid. still a kid. We can say Without that. Without a doubt. If you say I want to be a kid forever, you can be a kid That's, forever. Uh, yeah, that is yeah, look, at, look at us. If you go to Neverland, <laughs> right, maybe. right. Yeah, or well, if you. Okay, Come on this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. You can yeah. be a kid forever, but you still, I mean, like, I'm living proof of that, but you, you're going to have to get a job and pay your bills eventually. But right. at eventually. 13, you were very much a kid. Very much a kid. And so, and so I would argue until you move out of your parents' house, yeah. you're a kid. Yeah. yeah. If you can't fend for yourself. Yeah. Until then... you have to pay your own bills, you're yeah. totally a kid. Yeah. All right. Well, and enjoy it. Please enjoy it, 13-year-old. Absolutely. Do Embrace not wish it. to be older. Yeah. Savor it. Every yeah. moment of it. April, uh, if you can make your way through the mangled syntax. Yeah. Oh, you read that one on top. This whole the thing that says I moved and I can't move. Yeah. Okay. I moved and I can't move back unless my uncle dies. <laughs> okay. What? Okay. So I moved and I'm about to start high school and I miss my friends like crazy. My mom said the only way I can go back. Is, is if my 80-year-old uncle dies. I know it's bad, and I really want to go back. I've never said it out loud, but I think it might happen because he fell the other night. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Eric, okay. where did you find this one? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like, really... There's not a question There's not a here, question there. But... I think it's a safe bet that it's just a waiting game at this point. <laughs> it's just like, hey, guys, just so you know, I'm... <laughs> I really want my uncle to die. I would yeah, say, th- I mean, that's almost what this says, which is really grim. Please don't wish death on your uncle. Yeah. Also, it's weird because your uncle's like the same age as my grandparents. Yeah, why that's is your uncle so old? Unique. You weirdo. Maybe it's um, a great uncle. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But why does the uncle dying... Is why is that dependent on her moving? Yeah, back? I don't get that part either. All Maybe I it's about say, a vacant room situation. Dan has a theory. I, I do have a. I'm so, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, um, I guess my my theory might be that that this this person's family is taking care of the elderly. They've moved to. Uh, they've moved in with the elderly oh, uncle. Maybe. Because the uncle can't isn't as self sufficient as he used to be, and he maybe has a, a house clearly a house with stairs that he can uh, fall yeah, down, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. maybe they're there to take care of him, and they're there until. Well, Dan, we're not answering these seriously. <laughs> yeah, I won't answer this seriously though. You asked, I answered. The uncle part aside, please don't wish death on your uncle. That's yes. weird and grim. Yeah. But I will say this: you should take advantage. It says you're about to start high school and you moved, so that means you're the new kid. New kid. That right. means you can do anything you want. Yeah. yeah. That means you could go to high school the first day, make yeah. up an entirely fake backstory. Like, you can literally yeah. be anyone you want, and nobody in that high school is going to know. So, I would take commodity. advantage of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Go to high school the first day and have, like, an English accent or something. Like, oh, they're not yeah, going to know. Totally, totally. Uh, you can be like, I, I was the coolest kid in my school. You guys don't know that, but I was. I absolutely yeah. support then, the English accent. And she's accent. already yeah. leaning towards <laughs> sociopathic behavior, so <laughs> right. I think that'll actually. Yeah, don't tell any of the kids <laughs> that you want your uncle to die. Keep that <laughs> yeah, close to the vest. Just make up a fake backstory. Yeah, yeah. Your uncle could be whatever you want your uncle to yeah. be you know you could talk about maybe your uncle's an eccentric billionaire and right. you know you're not allowed to bring anybody yeah near. if i were you i'd embrace the situation uh, in turn dan if, if i can throw in a piece of advice if you let it slip that you want your uncle to die throw in there so he's not in pain anymore right yeah so that you will make oh that's a good question yeah that's a good question good well, point yeah. yeah teens don't really have the the foresight to be to be kind mm-hmm. in, in internet uh, message boards. That, that's that's why you're here. <laughs> that's why you have this this show. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and this might be from some teen stand-up routine, but okay. teens, why is everybody out shopping for back to school? It's only the beginning of August. They should be doing that in September. Am I right? All right, guys. <laughs> Capital yeah, you're right. right. Yeah, you're right. I, I do Is that the question? Am I right? Yes, you are right then. Yes. I, I do get weirded out when I'm at Target. I'm like, oh, back to school. It's only the beginning of August. That's crazy. Although I do think school does start earlier now, doesn't yeah. it? Because I remember yeah. we didn't start until like mid-September, but I, th- yeah. I think now also they get out in May. Yeah. And we didn't get out until June. Oh. 
Do we want to hear from an actual school teacher? Oh, you're yeah, school teacher. Uh, surprise. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on where you are in the country when, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when your school begins. And um, I guess the whole thing with starting early is because after July 4th, there's really no reason for stores to have big sales and to advertise and bring people in other other than we're then here and we're selling school, things. So they gotta, it's all for the economy, you guys. I mean, I've been seeing back to school stuff since July. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeez. Uh, First, I have a couple of things to, to comment on about those this. trapper keepers. Yeah, uh, this I like how it starts with teens. Yeah, why is everybody out? It's just like adults don't answer don't this. Li- this, is for teens this is for only. teens only. Kids Exclusive only. club. Yeah. No adults allowed. Um, but also, I did go. I think I was in Target or something, and I happened to walk through the back to school section. Mm-hmm. And is it just me, or does back to school supplies like school supplies have a very distinct smell? Do Nothing they? else smells like like composition notebooks. I've never noticed, but I now that you I say it, I believe it. Yeah, I will. I for some reason get Teen Vogue magazine. I don't know why. I think it was because I ordered Go something. <laughs> I did not subscribe to it. I'm not a creep, but somehow I get it. I don't know if somebody got it as a goof or whatever. But I was reading the most recent one that had a spread, like a, a, a back to school supply uh-huh. spread. That's like here's the essentials, and one of them was a Tiffany and Company. Pen what? for $110. What? And I wanted to throw the magazine against the wall. $110 for a pen, a writing pen. And for I'm like, a teenager. For a teenager. I remember begging my mom to get a Trapper Keeper yeah. for being like, Trapper Keepers are too expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, you don't need that. That's right. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that really bummed me out. Seriously. Yes. Ugh, garbage. Yes. Garbage. All right, next question. Do you like your fruit cold or at room temp? As bizarre as it seems, I can't stand fruit that's too warm. I always have to chuck it in a freezer for a few minutes or drink it in a smoothie or something. And then BQ? I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, Favorite fruit? Bonus question. Bonus question. Um, I've never really given a lot of thought to the temperature of the fruits I'm eating. I I do prefer it chilled. I guess, yeah, or not hot. Yeah. I've never been like, I want a hot apple right now. Unless it's in a pie situation. That's a good way to really go for a hot apple. Bake an apple and then cut it open, put some cinnamon on there. Oh, yeah, and it basically tastes like a pie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, but chomping into a hot apple. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of weird. So that's weird, but my favorite fruit is cherries. Oh, okay. Definitely cherries. Oh, man. John? Uh, Favorite fruit. Well, all right. We're gonna we're about to get real you can vegan really here. Real here. We're about real. to get real vegan here, right. and we're gonna talk about jackfruit. It's got. Oh, I think we I don't want to get that. political on this show. But why John. aren't all fruits vegan? What do yeah, you mean? But, it, but it's but it's used in a lot of vegan cooking as a meat substitute. Meat substitute. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. So uh, it's a fruit that tastes like meat. Mm. Yeah. It, it's actually very. It's really sweet, but you. Uh, you know, whatever spices you use in it, right. it kind of takes that on and it can be like... Um, like the consistency is more yeah. Exactly. You could do it as like a barbecue kind of thing or like a taco feeling kind of thing. Oh, and wow. It's like, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say jackfruit. I'm it gonna sounds say, very versatile. Yeah. I think pineapple. Ooh. Pineapple. I could eat an entire pineapple. Well, I'll so second I, pineapple. I All right. You're on. It my you're mouth after a while because it's so acidic. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Okay. But, uh, I once ate so many peaches that I barfed on the side of La Cienega. We had a game. <laughs> this was only like six months ago or something. <laughs> at work, I work at Chelsea lately, right? And Chelsea's brother is a chef, and uh-huh. he Kate, he brings us lunch every day. And one of one day the the dessert was peaches and cream, oh, but yeah. it was like homemade. But I didn't have any cream. I'm like peaches, I love them. And I ate like <laughs> five bowls of them because I'm like, oh, I love them. But I think the acidity, like, yeah. I, and then I was sitting at my desk, like, I don't feel well. I think I should go home. And they're like, okay. And yeah, I was driving home down La Cienega, and I had to pull over, open my door, puke out the oh. side. It's like, hi, everyone. Like, traffic, 5 o'clock traffic. Oh, going not by. drunk. Too many yeah, peaches. Too, yeah. Overdose on peaches, guys. Yeah, it was gnarly. Uh, Dan, uh, you want to throw your hat in the ring here? I've been, I've been giving this a lot of thought this whole time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's tough. The controversial di- fruit question. You know, different fruits for different contexts. Sure, but if I got to go with an overall, I'm going to go kiwi. Kiwi. Kiwi's, pretty great. A, Kiwi's that's, pretty great. That's a real dark horse, I think. Yeah, yeah it is. absolutely. Unexpected. Yeah. Um, also, strawberries, too. Strawberries are good. Can't go wrong with a good yeah. strawberry. Yeah. Um, all right, Dan, I think that it's perfect that I'm going to hand this to you and have you ask this question the one on top. The one on top. What's the meanest, hmm. slash, funniest, slash, most embarrassing thing a big sister can do to her little brother? Oh, asking for tips, it sounds like. <laughs> and, the, and the message says, 
Mine would be teasing my little brother by telling him he was adopted in a family car trip, wow. which we did that to Scott, I want to say. Did we really? We had not, our middle middle brother. Not in the same... I think we told him that we found him at the Salad Bar at Pizza Hut. <laughs> not, not making that up. Not making that up. And I'm, I'm starting to believe it. Um, boy, did he believe me and my middle brother crying all the way from California to Arizona. Whoa, that's a long, long trip. <laughs> tell my uh, rant, I think, uh, tell my rent's parents yeah. I told him the, the truth. LOL, I still tease him about it. Okay, this is crazy because she's just asking for tips. She's yeah. like, give me an idea right. of that how was to good, terrorize but what my brother. I do, that's better. But i got to be honest with you. I don't have any siblings. Uh, no? I am an only child, so I don't I don't have any tips. There's, me too. I'm an only child. Yeah, I didn't oh, have man. anybody to tease or tease me. Those stepbrothers I spoke of earlier, they only lived with us for like maybe a year. And then they were gone, yeah. so... See, I, I'm the youngest, so I've always kind of been on the defense. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> um, there there weren't many things that I think... I don't know if there's anything really that I've ever done to tease either you or... or well, what's or the worst thing he did to you? I I don't even remember. The, we kind of all you guys got along one. pretty well. Oh. Did you guys ever, like, punch each other and stuff? Yeah. yeah. There wasn't a lot of that, but... You, you know, know what? We Actually, and I, I remember this, and, and I'm I'm going to come clean. I might as well be the one to... Oh, shit. And I don't know if you've, if you've blocked this out, but... Uh, <laughs> I've blocked out well, a lot, guys. <laughs> we, we, we had almost a, a, a domestic abuse situation <laughs> where, like, we would, like, like, play fight, and I would hit... John and he like every now and again start bleeding. I'd be like, just tell mom you you like someone you walked <laughs> into. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, I literally, I think I I literally did tell you to like say <clears throat> that you walked into a to a door. Right, right, yeah. I mean, like I that's I, pretty amazing. I remember that stuff, but only because I've been told about it several times. Yeah, it wasn't like any. It's not like I haven't been dwelling on it. This yeah. just reminded me. That's of not it. why I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Uh, April, why don't you read our final oh, question? She just had a bite of cupcake. Uh, sorry, my oh, friend. No, it's me. was it worth it? Oh my god, totally. <laughs> okay, what did my parents do with my MJ? My parents found a canister in my room containing three grams of weed. Oh shit! A pipe and a lighter. They yelled at me a little, but that's about it. I decided to get a little back because three grams is a lot to just let go. (laughs) So in the morning, I found the canister in their room and took just enough to not get noticed. The next day, I went back and it was gone. I think they have or are planning to dispose of it since they don't smoke. Maybe that's not true, though. Yeah. I, Mm -hmm. I also don't think that... They hid it somewhere else. Any ideas on what they did with it would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> it's like, help me like, find my weed. Where did my parents hide my weed? That's your question. And the answer is, I have no idea. Maybe in their lungs? I, I, I was about to say the exact same thing. It. I think that you might be mistaken about them not smoking it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think you might be mistaken. Um, that's likely where it went. Otherwise, again, I'm straight edge. I don't know yeah. anything about this. Um, but, I, yeah. I would guess that they smoked it yeah i would guess so too yeah i uh i didn't really in any event you're not getting it back right i mean that's all i'll say on that there's no way this person's getting it back i caught my dad smoking weed once oh i came home from school or from wherever i was and i didn't smoke weed because uh in in i came home and like the backyard smelled like weed and my dad Uh, was acting weird and i wanted to be like did you call him on it i didn't call him on it because but i was like wow Uh, the roles are really reversed it would have been great it would have been great if like you walked in and he was like smoking it and he just looks at you and just be like let's not be a pussy about (laughs) (laughs) it be cool be cool my mom visited me my mom and my nana came to visit and I lit like my next door neighbor smoked weed constantly, uh-huh. so it just like always smelled like weed. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom being like, "Do you think we can get some weed?" My mom is the most square. I mean, she drinks on occasion, but she's like a very proper Southern belle. Uh-huh. Like, just is not interested in that stuff at all. Uh, but she and my nana were like, "Let's try it. Let's go see if they'll give Whoa. us some weed." It was hilarious, and I was like, "Please smoke weed. I want to watch you two oh, smoke that's weed." Amazing. But they ended up like chickening out. But uh, I think they still kind of want to do it at some point. So I'm like, uh, "I'll sit and watch my mom and nana get high. Yeah, That'd be the funniest thing in the world." I'm not gonna say exactly who it was, but a, a relative of mine and, and intern Dan's, <laughs> uh, uh, who's you know much older, uh, has tried smoking weed. 
But the, the line that we got is that she didn't care for it because she ate an entire bag of Oreos. <laughs> and, and, and it made her snack, so she thought that it wasn't the drug for her. Right, right. That's probably what my mom would say. My mom and Nana, are, they already just like laugh all the time anyway, so uh, I'm like, that's all uh-huh. you guys are going to do or just laugh over right. time. Yeah, Pretty I don't much. know. But I still kind of want to see... Do you have something to, to add? Another um, un, unnamed relative of <laughs> ours um, at, at one point when I was in college uh, asked me a lot of questions about it. N- not, about weed? Yeah, more in the, like, I'm kind of curious. Right. Or like asking for a friend kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, a friend of mine. Mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. A friend of mine who is uh, your mother's sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was asked a lot of hypotheticals about how easily it could be obtained right, right, and right. how this relative would go about. But it should be known that this person has not done anything about it. Okay. Oh, okay. And yeah. has ne- yeah, and has never never tried to. But it's a ticking time bomb here. Ticking <laughs> <laughs> time bomb like they're trying to do horse. <laughs> she asked me where to get black tar heroin yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, let's talk about that news story that I said. Yeah, you. I woke up this morning and John had sent me a news story saying we have to talk about this on the show. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes we, we pull some news stories about teenagers and they're always like, local teens set fire to an insane asylum or like something like that where it's just like the worst thing ever. Right. But this one, I forget exactly what website it was on. I think it was actually on like Gizmodo I saw it. But there, there was a flight from... I want to say Sydney. Yeah, it was a Qantas flight. So it's yeah, uh, Santiago to Sydney, uh, where there was a group of like 29 teenagers. I guess it was like a class trip kind of thing. Right. And right before, did you hear about this? No, but I recently had to take a red eye. Okay. And there was an entire middle school field trip on my flight. Oh, okay. And they said it. They were like, now boarding whatever middle yeah. school. And I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So bad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is a 13 hour flight. There were mm-hmm. 26 passengers. And I, it was all this class trip. I, who, I don't know exactly where they went before this, but the title of the, the headline is Qantas Flight to Australia Becomes Poop Plane from Hell. <laughs> they, yeah, they uh, must have uh, eaten something, but oh, no. 26 of them were nonstop vomiting and diarrhea. Oh my god! It, On they, a- I think it's even said, like a steady stream of. Yeah. See, I would almost think in that situation you turn the plane around, or yeah. you just make a number. If there are well, literally twenty six yeah. people thing. who can't stop when shitting. you're flying to Australia, <laughs> oh, there's, there's no really to nowhere to go. Yeah. It's ocean, especially yeah. like halfway through. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm wondering. Load up those when parachutes, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it only happens like two or three hours into it, I say turn around. Uh, yes. Yeah. Honestly, yes. because not only. Is it just is like oh that's gross? But it's also da- like that's yes. there's shit in the you're in a tube. There's yeah. shit in the air where it's like everyone's gonna be susceptible to. I, I heard somebody talking about how um, like the new people who work at the airport that open they make them open the door after a, a, like a cross country flight, uh-huh. uh, and it's like it's like a hazing thing because that oh, plane is just it's full gonna of be this oh whole, totally it's like this yeah. nastiest thing ever yeah, yeah. Well, I mean also something that about is this grisly. is like there's. Nothing more embarrassing when you're a teen. Somebody like oh, finding yeah. out that you then just shit. pooping. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the most but when you're, yes. Yeah, but it's kind of like I wonder if it was the kind of thing where it was just like they're all looking at each other, just being like, "All right, we're all in this together." Yeah, like, well, I think there is a solidarity if it's all yeah. twenty six of them. I want to. I want to like. Okay, documentary crew out there. Somebody right. follow these teens around the right. next year of their life and just the PTSD see. they suffer from. Yes. <laughs> I want to know what's happening to these teens. <laughs> Nothing is more embarrassing. Nothing. That or admitting that you jerk off. Like those are right. the two yeah, things yeah, yeah. when you're a teen yeah. that it's yeah. like, yeah. And it's like mind-blowing. Like when somebody finally breaks down the barrier of like, I jerk off, man. You're like, yeah. oh, shit. Oh, no, totally. Oh. I remember actually my senior year, I was in my, me and one of my best friends, Jeremy, we were in this class together. Did we he speak in class? Pearl Jam, bum. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were, he, he was like one of the first dudes I knew that was just like, yeah, jerk off. Like, who mm-hmm. cares? And uh, we were talking about it in class and the guy who sat in front of us just would never admit it. We were like, right, we were just talking right, about it. He's right. like, oh, that's so gross. Yeah, I would like, never do it. And we're seniors. We're like 18. And we're like, yeah, of yeah, course yeah. you do it. And he just would like never admit it. Never. And we're like, dude, it's okay now. We're 18. Yeah. It's like the age where you're allowed to say you yeah. do it and nobody yeah. thinks you're uncool. And he just would not. Yeah, but then it. also that's the age where you're also paranoid that people are trying to fuck with you. 
news, especially right. when you're True. offering people rides home to go TP well, their house. Well, nobody knew that at the time. <laughs> no, we did it. There was one person that we rolled so many times. This is a different <laughs> girl. Oh, toilet paper. That's what we call it. I forget that people, it's toilet paper. No, it's so um, great. I love it. But we, there was another girl that we did it to so many times in a row that she hired a security guard to sit oh. outside her house because when what? we went to go do it like the seventh time, she was a dick. Like, she was a total dick to my friend in her class. So she, I kind of got to be the ringleader of it, even though I wasn't physically doing it. I was uh. the only one who could drive. So if anybody annoyed my friends they, that day, they'd be like, hey, can we go oh, roll this person's man. house? Can we drive me there? It. You're like the rolling Yeah, and I was like, okay, sure. And so we did this one girl's house so many times that, yeah, like by like the seventh time we went to go do it, and we're doing this at like two in the morning. Sometimes we do it on weeknights. We would set our alarm. And my mom uh-huh. was cool with it. My mom would buy us toilet paper at Costco. Nice. She would get like a shit ton of it. Because she was kind of like, if this is the only thing you're going to do that's bad, I don't really care. Because yeah. that's not like technically vandalism. Right. You can clean right, it up right. easily. So I would tell my mom like, hey, we're going to go roll this lady's house. And my mom would be like, okay, let's go to Costco. And uh, she has a sense of humor about it. Wow. So we did it so many times that, like, by the seventh time we went and there was a car sitting outside, like, an unmarked car. Uh-huh. And we're like, oh, it's it. two in the morning. That's weird. And so we left. And then we would come back, like, an hour later and it was still sitting there. And then we figured out, like, oh, this is, like, a security guard. Nice. And then the next – because my friends oh, in the class with the girl, like, every day would come in and she'd be like, God, somebody rolled the house again. Oh, my parents are getting so mad or whatever. And we're, like, sitting there laughing, like, ha-ha, oh, it was who us. Who could that be? <laughs> oh, dicks. that sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you ever – did you ever roll your own houses to just to like to start this suspicion? No. <laughs> I, mean, I went to a huge high school. Oh, like okay. there was no nobody ever knew it was us. I mean, even now I'm sure people don't know it was us. I mean, well, I'm saying it, but I'm not saying who the people right are. We have a surprise but, for yeah, you. Everybody, their names are everybody you pissed off in high school is in the kitchen. <laughs> it's like this is your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, I went to a really huge high school with a ton of people, so it was never there was never even any suspicion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you guys ever had any uh, midair disasters happen while you're mid-air traveling? Midair disasters. So similar to this uh, poop, poop plane. I personally have not. I haven't either, really. I um, nothing like that. The only, I mean, yeah. There was a guy behind me. I was flying back east for probably to go to a wedding because that's all I do these days. Right. Uh, <laughs> and the guy just kind of like, his eyes are open. He just turned completely pale. And just passed out with his eyes open. Right. And everybody's like, is there a doctor on the plane? Oh, actually, that uh, did just happen to me. Something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, and it, the only... This is so selfish of me. I'm like, this. we better not... We better not land early. Or, like, have an emergency landing. Right. I don't want to be delayed. No, that... Actually, that's funny that you say that. I can't believe I didn't remember. It was, like, the most recent flight when I was coming back from Bridgetown. Comedy uh, Festival mm-hmm. in Portland. That totally happened. Like, all of a sudden, they got on the thing on the uh, intercom mm. and the lady was like is there a doctor on board I think a guy on my flight was having a heart attack wow. oh, he no. was fine he didn't die like yeah, they yeah, when yeah. when we landed they like walked him off oh, okay. so he was walking and stuff but yeah I do remember her being like is there a doctor yeah. on board Scary. that's Shit. the first time that's ever happened to me I wish I could remember who told me this but they were on a flight and somebody died <gasps> and like oh. but the stewardesses were like I've read about that before too even flights like where it's like they just have to sit there the whole flight they just sit there the yeah. whole flight isn't that can you imagine no. sitting next to a corpse yeah, on no. like a twelve-hour oh. flight. Oh, that would freak me. I would have like, to move. I think they kind of like weekend and weekend at Bernie's him too to like just get like, him out of the plane. They're kind of like they got him off and like at least they didn't. Like at least they didn't. Dead. At least they didn't weekend at Bernie's to him. And yeah. get, like some <laughs> sort of witch doctor yeah. to put, put a on the animal. And then they put like a, put on some music and yeah. just like kind of yeah. you know <laughs> sauntering down the aisle. Oh my god, can you imagine? Yeah. Well, that's what happens when they ask, "Is there a doctor on board?" And the closest thing you have is a witch doctor. That's right. We'll take what we can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is. Oh. That's that? the thing to do, though, is you weekend at Bernie's them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Not I to freak it. everybody else at the airport out. Um, man, we really did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really did it. Are we going to end do on you, that? Dead well, people okay, on planes? Well, no, no, no. We should end on something lighter. So, so, April, do you have any like defining teen stories that you haven't talked about? Uh, anything that maybe uh, another time maybe you got into some trouble or. Should have gotten know. in trouble and I didn't. I should have or... gotten in way more trouble than I did <laughs> as a teenager, but uh-huh. I stayed out of it. Um, Any fun prom stories? I guess you were already a uh, uh, in your 20s when you went to college, so yeah. there wouldn't be any... Yeah, I was. I, yeah, I didn't start college until I was 23. Um, 
I yeah, I did go. Um, my first date ever was prom. Oh, oh when I was okay. fifteen. Oh. I went. To, I was a sophomore, and the guy who asked me was a senior. Mm-hmm. And I did. I thought Scandalous. he was making fun of me. <laughs> he was a friend of mine. Uh, the crew that I was in in high school, and I wasn't like cool. And I, I wasn't cool, but I wasn't like a total loser. Right. I was just kind of like an, a weirdo on the fringe of whatever. Sure. But um, I was kind of friends with everybody because I was just a goof, and everybody sure. was like, "She's a goof, isn't that funny?" And so I didn't really get made fun of. Um, that much somehow, even though I was quote unquote weird. I don't know. It was, mm-hmm. I, it was great. I had fun. I had a blast in high school. That is a kind of a weird thing. Most people like, I hate yeah, high school, but I had a ton of fun. Yeah. I think cause I just did not give a fuck. Yeah, like, I just didn't. If you don't give a fuck, it's not yeah, bad. It was right. fun as shit. Yeah. So, um, but this guy, Dave, who was my first boyfriend ever, he Shout was in my crew. Dave. Yeah. He was yeah. the nicest guy ever, but he was in my crew that kind of hung out in this one section of the hallway at school, our main hallway, which was the skylight hall, because it had skylights. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were hanging out, and then he he was my friend's older brother, and uh, he asked me to prom, and he was a jokey. He was super funny. Like he was like one of the, he still is mm-hmm. one of the funniest people I've ever met. Uh, and he asked me to prom in kind of like a jokey way, but I th- and I'm like a sophomore, and I'm not cool, so I think he's making fun of me. I'm uh-huh. like, well, who would want to go to prom with sure. me? And I, he asked me in front of everyone, and I was like, that's not cool. I was like, fuck you. That's not cool at all. Like, that's not nice. And he's like, uh, what are you talking I'm asking you to probably. What are you talking about? And I was kind of like, that it really sucks, and you're hurting my feelings. And, like, oh. stormed off. Oh, no. And he was standing there in front of everybody like, holy shit. And then, like, after the next, like, I went to class, and then after class, he came and found me. He was like, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm asking you to prom. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. And then so I went to prom with him. And that was my first date. I was 15. He was a senior. And it actually was, it was really fun. And he yeah. had a fun group of friends that were really nice to me, even though like I was the youngest by far and shouldn't mm-hmm. have really been there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to go to three proms. Three? But then there again, the, so that was sophomore year. And then I went to junior and senior prom. But junior year, my date dumped me like three days before uh, prom. Oh, but you So I went that. alone. Oh, you went alone. I just uh, went alone. I was like, fuck it. My junior year, I was somebody's like emergency date. Like right. maybe a couple weeks before their date got like a girlfriend or something. Right, right. And yeah, so. Did you work? Doc Martens with your dress. <laughs> yes, I did. Bro. I absolutely Good did call. junior year. Good call. I would say either that or yeah. Chucks. Chucks. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, Doc Martens completely Doc Martens. junior year, and then senior year I actually had a boyfriend. Like my high school boyfriend went with me, and uh, he to- he wore bondage pants and white <laughs> Doc Martens. Yeah, there you go. And uh, that was when I had my hair cut like buzz. I got called sir everywhere, but I wore uh, like this red dress. Man, in person or on the phone, <laughs> you just can't. I avoid was it. everybody thought I was a dude it's all the so time. Strange. Well, my senior year, I really did. I was like, I saw a picture of like Winona Ryder or something like super, and she's got the most beautiful feminine face uh-huh. ever. So of course it works on her. So I'm like, I'll try that. Yeah. With this jaw that could cut wall, crack walnuts. <laughs> so everywhere I went, it was like, hi sir, can I help you? And I'm like, oh my god, yeah, you call I'm a lady. Me sir, yeah. Fucker, and then yeah. I know. I'm like, oh well, lady, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, cool. Well, so um, so what so what's going on? What do you have coming up? Um, what uh, I'm on, uh, I'm trying to think of when I'll be on. I'm on the round table on Chelsea lately, relatively regularly, cool. every couple of weeks or something. Uh, I do go Bayside. Go the Bayside. Save by the Bell podcast. Awesome, you guys got to check um, it out. What the thing that's cool about it is that whether you like Save by the Bell or not, it's good because if you like it, like I do, right, you get to like listen to people talking about it and you remember it and you hear about it in a different way. If you don't like it, then you can be like, yeah, that show was really right. fucked up, I, which is a pleasant yeah. surprise actually because I thought it would only appeal to fans. But I've had a few. It's by far and away the best thing I've ever done as far as enjoyment, of course. Uh-huh. But I get the greatest feedback about it, yeah. and I get awesome emails, and that's a surprising thing actually. I've gotten a few emails from people that are like, I don't even like the show. I didn't even watch it, but like hearing you guys rip on. It is actually really funny. Right. Well, you have great guests on, and and your interaction with those guests really makes it. Well, for the most, they're all like my friends, so that's like (laughs) the easy thing too is to just have my friends come over and watch TV with me. It's pretty great. What could be better than that? I just subscribed to it, and the uh, the logo is you with Mark Paul Gossett. It is who I've met twice now, Uh and he's super nice. He's got to come on the show. Oh my god, it's my dream. But the only thing is, is I do know that it's a case like. Asking a total stranger, hey, come to my house right. and sit hey, on my couch. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Which well, is the same thing. Right. Well, so okay, I'm just so afraid you, he might be like, uh, no thanks. You're you gonna get him on me. your show, and then I'll come out with a burlap sack after okay. you finish recording, <laughs> and then we'll bring him back Sorry. here. Yes. And we'll force him to do a hate yes. Yes. sack and grab. <laughs> yes. He's we're, definitely we're gonna sack. be game yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank People you for should follow me. you on Twitter and yeah, I'm on Twitter at AP A P E Y, right which on. was a name I picked before I thought Twitter was going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, and now it is, and I'm stuck with it. So yeah, that and all of my tour dates are at AprilRichardson.com. Cool, awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on, Eric. Thank you, Dan. Sorry, yeah, thank you, Dan, the intern. Up. Oh, thank <laughs> you for having Just, me. Uh, uh, actually, let's do this. Uh, okay. Can you look up the population of New Zealand? I'm on All it. of New Zealand. Look yeah. it up. We need Eric, to know do you this. have anything? Uh, uh, yeah, I got a couple shows coming up with your band. Uh, with my band. Oh, also, I have an. Imp- an eh, fuck, I don't want to plug that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this will be the day after that. Uh, the 11th at Permanent Records in um, Eagle Rock. Uh, it's an early show. It starts at 6, but I'm pretty sure it'll probably play last. Uh, yeah, my band Wreck of the Zephyr. Okay. So uh, check us out. We have a band camp, all this stuff. I've Dan, population in New Zealand? Um, well, as of, let's see, 2011, okay. um, mm-hmm. we were at 4.405 million. Huh. Um, keep in, Interesting. Keep in yeah. mind, they do have Interesting. A, <laughs> they do have a population growth rate of um, 0.8%. Okay, so uh, we'll, we'll, I will keep that in yeah, mind. Yeah, we'll do that in. The data is a little Do the math, better. teens. Yeah. Um, yeah, so follow us on Twitter at Hey Teens Podcast. And uh, if you go to HeyTeensPodcast.com, you can see a bunch of fun stuff. Uh, we've got zines for sale. Oh my god, that rules! Uh, get some buttons too. Uh, you can print out some John and Eric paper dolls that were made by uh, Sally Grossart over in Scotland. Yep. Uh, oh, she made some for me too. They're amazing, oh, really? aren't they? Oh, so she's awesome! She's amazing. She's Great. incredible. Yeah. That was like that just made. Oh my god, week. that was like, yeah. I was like, this makes me feel more famous than anything yeah, I've ever done. I know. That you that made a paper doll thing. of me. Yeah, and she just. Knocks those things oh, out. They're so she's, great. Like every day, she's doing new yeah. ones. It's, so it's, and she really nailed my facial hair too. It's yeah, crazy. <laughs> me too. Cra- and like in like my glasses too. She got yeah. like the, the green. Those are cool glasses. Yeah, thank you. I think in mine, she made me wear a Morrissey shirt, which I was like nailing it too. Awesome. I think totally. I'll have to go back and look See, at it. See, she made me. She put me in a, in a shirt, not one that I actually own, but I'm like. Man, I kind of wish I had that shirt. Yeah. Right, right. But it's like a little too small for me to print out and right. put on. But uh, yeah, the coolest thing. So go to HeyTeensPodcast.com for some cool shit like that. And yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Thank of you course. everybody for listening. And bye, teens. Bye, teens.